my defining moment, a message from the scale. The scale made a loud, metallic, clanging noise as I stepped on. The sterile scent the doctor's office was all I smelled as I held back my tears. I closed my eyes to spare the details, but I know it went up, just like it had for the last six years. Regardless of any extreme diet or exercise regimen, I tried to regulate it. It was all I could do to not break down sobbing, but I didn't. I dug my nails into my thumbs until I felt the blood break free and stayed as still as I could, trying to pretend I was anywhere else but there. Her weight went up about 15 pounds again from last year, the doctor told my mom the moment I stepped off the scale. So closing my eyes had been for nothing. As I stood there, wallowing in a pit of self-hatred, my throat nearly closed from the effort of not crying. My mom asked if I could get a blood test done to see why our efforts of keeping me healthy were failing so miserably. My weight had been going up 10 to 15 pounds every year since I had turned 10. First year or so, it was normal for a kid going through puberty, but once I turned 12, my doctor started to make comments on what I was eating and how much I was exercising. I was already really self-conscious about how I looked, so having my insecurities brought up by a health professional pushed me into eating small portions of healthy, low-calorie foods and exercising multiple times a day. Along with my issues concerning my appearance, I was also struggling with pain and the length of my menstrual cycle. I would be bedridden and not able to keep any food down for days, and my cycle would often last up to a month. I would get migraines and severe mood swings that kept me from enjoying any hobbies and activities I had previously looked forward to. The only thing I could think about was why was this happening? I just want to feel like me again had become my mantra. It was essentially all I thought about. What could I do to make me feel better in my own body? Lose weight was always the answer, regardless of the other issues I was having with my pain, but what I couldn't figure out was how. What could I do that I wasn't already trying? That answer came to me while watching a show on television with my mom one night. My Big Fat Fabulous Life is about following Whitney Thor through her life as a dance instructor struggling with her condition known as polycystic ovarian syndrome, often abbreviated as PCOS. The easiest way to get tested for it is to request a blood test from the doctor and they run a panel to check for excess hormones in the blood, primarily testosterone. So that's exactly what my pediatrician checked when my mom asked her to run that blood test. Within two days, we were informed that all the dieting and exercising, while good for me, were not going to help me lose weight as I did, in fact, have PCOS. Especially in my particular cases, I also have an insulin resistance. So while some women with this condition can regulate their symptoms and weight through a good diet and regular movement, I can't. Being told that it was not my fault and that I was not doing something wrong was like finally being able to breathe after six years of constant self-hate and doubt. While it is still hard for me to go to the doctor's office and get weighed, I don't feel like breaking down anymore. I know it is not my fault, and the medication I was put on once I was diagnosed at 16 has helped me maintain my weight for the first time since I was 10. Women's health issues are something that many medical professionals overlook. I was gaining weight even though I was doing all the right things. I was in an abnormal level of pain every month, and my doctors still didn't think to check me for a condition that could have been causing those issues. I was just told to eat less junk food and maybe join a sport. That was so damaging to preteen me that I almost developed an eating disorder. The only thing that kept me from doing so was getting that diagnosis. 
I would be a much different person today if my mother and I had never come across my big fat fabulous life. Sometimes I doubt I would have even made it to college. My self-esteem was solely based on my appearance, which caused me to not care about my hobbies, classes, or talents. The scale, the doctor's office, and food had become the living nightmare that I couldn't escape. It sounds superficial, but having friends and family, even my doctors tell me I just needed to eat better and exercise more when I was contemplating not eating for multiple days at a time, it's just cut down on some weight impacted me greatly. I am glad I was able to shift my perspective of my worth once I was told my struggle was not my fault. That said, I'm concerned it took all those years and experiences to teach me the lesson I got from this, which is how my worth is not based on factors I can't control. I can control how I treat people, how much effort I put into school and my hobbies, which can all lead to determining my worth. Simply put, my weight is not a factor of that. Even if I didn't have PCOS, my struggle with losing and maintaining my weight should never have been something I considered worthy of defining me. It's a lesson I am so grateful for, but I am sad it took me so long to understand that. In my experience, society tends to push an idealistic female body type out more than a man's. Whether that be on social media, targeted fad diets, or movies, skinny is often equated with healthy, whereas fat is equated with disgusting and unhealthy. Growing with that idea ingrained in me made me struggle to see my body in the same light as the beautiful women featured in the magazines plastered on my walls nearly ruined me as a child. I am glad I was able to work through my issues and learn the lesson that my worth is who I am as a person and not how much I weigh or how much I resemble the models in the magazines. Thank you.